Welcome to the Wedding Fox podcast located right here in Crozet, Virginia. We're here today um, again on a Sunday having tea and we have today Rachel Willis of Cakes by Rachel who stopped in to have a little uh, beverage and talk a little <laughs> shop shop about the wedding business um, and all the ins and outs of of coming to Charlottesville or if you're from Charlottesville, a local bride and you're looking for a cake, a wedding cake or even cupcakes or really darned good desserts. She's, she's one of a few that are quite talented, but I happen to be a little partial because she's a fellow Crozation and we all adore her here. So, um, welcome Rachel. And I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about like how you ended up here in Charlottesville, how long you've been here. Um, where you were trained, because when I read your bio, I was fascinated about your background. And I mean, she's kind of the real deal people. And um, she's got the chops and the years and her stuff is scrumptious and and she's got a big heart and a cute cottage. And so there's not, not enough to say about her. So I'm going to turn it over to her to give you the, the, a little bit of her history and how long she's been baking and where she studied and why she's so damn good. Thank you, Karen. That's an amazing introduction. Not every girl gets that every day. Um, it's an honor to be here. And uh, it's nice just to take a moment out of our busy work week and think about what we do for a moment. It helps us become better about better at what we do and also to connect with other vendors. We see each other so much, but we don't actually necessarily get to connect more than a hug and a wink and a, and a doing okay. And <laughs> hang in there and fly in there. by high and bye. And, um, it's true. so it's true. to, to have a moment to do that is really fabulous. Um, I have lived in Charlottesville area since, so let's see, 2000, I mean, um, 1994. So how many years is that? <laughs> 22, 23. Yeah. And um, I'm not from Charlottesville, but my uh, mother and her family are from Charlottesville. And I actually grew up in northern New Jersey, outside New York City. And I went to um, college in Colorado at the University of Colorado. But then I decided that I really wanted to become a chef. So I ended up going to New England Culinary Institute in Montpelier, Vermont. And uh, then I decided that I wanted to travel and that cooking was a great way to do that. So I went to France and cooked in France for a year. And I wanted to stay in France for the rest of my life, be an expat and live the whole Southern France lifestyle and eat a lot of cheese and, um, but, and drink a lot of wine. <laughs> but I moved back here or I came back here to renew my visa for six months and be with my mom. She was ill at the time. And, uh, I never went back. Extenuating circumstances kept me from going back. And then, um, so, and then I just made Charles fill my home and got a dog. Then I got a husband and 
<laughs> with the dog, the trout rubs. Yeah. And then, um, so, and, and now here I am. And then we, I moved to Crozet about 20 years ago and um, where people told me it was crazy to move to Crozet. Who would ever want to live in Crozet? I was like, but the mountains. And now Crozet is just the place, the it place the to be. Knees, right? And I'm so grateful that I get to be here and that I don't commute to Charlottesville every day anymore. And that I, then I was, um, so working in restaurants, I was the executive chef at the Clifton Inn. Before that, I opened uh, the Continental Divide, not as an owner, but as the head chef for the first two years. And which is my, even though it was supposed to be temporary, was kind of my greatest claim to fame. Yeah. I mean, I, the menu is still the same <laughs> as when I was there. And, um, and we had a great time. It was one of the, one of my great culinary successes and um but when i got uh, after i got married and wanted to start a family i kind of you know didn't want to work those hours anymore <laughs> and um and so then uh we started a farm and i had a child and i'm to work from home instead of doing catering i started doing wedding cakes it was sort of very fell into it i've been doing cakes on the side I never was a pastry chef full-time i was always just a regular, whatever you call that savory chef. And, um, but I love to do pastry. And so I was doing cakes a little bit here and there for fun and did some wedding cakes, did my own wedding cake did. And then when my son was born, a friend had asked me to do her cake. And then a friend of hers asked at her, you know, after her wedding to do her cake. And next thing I know, I had this newborn baby in my lap and I was making wedding, I was making uh, business cards. And, uh, Marcus Hahn from Har Harvest Moon Catering and I are longtime friends and, I said, you know, if you ever have, and he was doing his wedding cakes in house. He said, if you ever have more than you can do in the weekend, you know, just, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be doing this a little bit. And he's like, oh my God, my pastry chef just gave notice because she's going on maternity leave. How about you do everything? And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> so I, the business took off like a rocket and I've just been sort of holding on tight ever since. And how many cakes do you think you do? A year. Um, part of me wants to like, like boast how many we do. And part of me is like, I don't want people to know how many we do because oh, okay. I feel a little guilty about it. Cause you know, I really want to give, I want everybody, every bride that I, that well, I want my do. couples to feel like they're the, my only couple. But the reality is I do over a hundred a year, maybe 120 a year. And that's not that's including a, all you're the, big, you're the, you're the really your hand you're on every one of those cakes oh yeah no i bake every cake and fill every cake and ice every cake i mean we also <laughs> do others we do cupcakes and cookies and other things but it's it's real i mean we it's work long hours, hours. i yeah. have a, that's I do, why i wanted i didn't want you to post or anything but i right. know that you personally are involved with each and every couple's cake so i know how hard you work and you know, it's it, it, like I said before, we're in it because it's the passion and your passion started a long time ago and it's just evolved and it comes through your cakes, your food. You can taste it. Thanks. So, yeah, you might do a lot, but they're all, you know, there's a lot of days in a week, too, <laughs> in a year, I mean, you know, and then put them in a year. So yeah. it's really it's a lot of hours though that go into that. Right. And that's why decisions. I laughed earlier about like not wanting to work the same kind of hours because right. once you start your you own are. business and I don't want to, I mean, I won't, something in me won't let me compromise. Like I know that I need to work on getting more days off and I know that I need to have good boundaries so that I'm not, you know, spending, you know, answering emails into the wee hours of the night. But at the same time, like 
my couples are depending on me to hold up my end of the, that part of the wedding. And it's really important to them and to me. And, you know, I want them to have exactly what they want. You know, I want, I want it. I, I want them to have the perfect cake and I'm going to do everything in my personal power to make that happen. And, um, sometimes to the detriment of my personal life and my family. family. And, um, so, uh, but I, I just can't, I can't do it any other way, no matter how hard I try. (laughs) One thing I wanted to, we, we, we touched on this, um, with some other, uh, vendors and this is that, um, like, uh, it, it happens with a lot of caterers. They have tastings. So I wanted you to talk about that because, you know, um, it takes a lot of time to make the samples and some of them mention that that people just drop in or they knock on the door and they think they can just sort of sample. I don't know if you do. I don't know your, your, uh, like 24 hour notice is now what the local will provide. Um, some need it booked way ahead so that you can bake it and make it and, and get it just so what are the lead times for something like that for you? That if you are going to be providing a, uh, a couple of cake that you schedule that lead time to meet with them. And how long does that usually take so that they can, this is something that I'm trying to get them to think about when they come, like a lot of the weddings that come here are from out of town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though you and I are a shot, uh, just very uh, hop, skip, stone. Yeah. Yeah. Stone a stone <laughs> throne stone <laughs> a stone a, throw <laughs> a hop skip and a jump whatever we're trying to say around the corner from each other when the venue might be like Mount Ida or wherever it's a good ways away so they have to sort of think about like getting from one place to the other and absolutely time management because I've often well sometimes I'll be called oh I'm still late or I'm still coming. I know I'm an hour or two late. It's like, I don't even know, you know, if they're showing and I'll wait. And of course they email me or call, but it's something they should think about. And this is some way, one way we're getting the word out there is like, tell us what your, your protocol, what you like to have see happen that helps them get the best experience. Yeah. The tastings, it's a really good topic because it is part of the industry now that is here to stay. It's, it is a relatively new part of the wedding industry. It basically used to be, when I know I've been a chef now for 30 years, so um, which feels very weird to say out loud. But the um, you know, when I way back when you didn't offer tastings, there was none of that. You just called and ordered a cake or you met somebody in a coffee shop and you were done or they would just walk in and order their wedding cake and they pick vanilla chocolate or carrot. And um, so now it's it's a whole different process. And I think we um you know, wedding magazines really made that happen. But I think that it's a, also a wonderful part of the process. I've learned to embrace it and really come to see it almost as as important as the wedding cake itself. Um, because it's the one time that you're going to sit down. I'm going to sit down with my clients, my couples, and get to know them and talk to them about who they are and what they're looking for and what, what their object goal of the wedding is and how the cake fits into that. Um, and it's also, they're going to eat a lot more cake at a tasting with me than they are on their wedding day. So, um, and it's, so I think a wedding actually starts, starts with the engagement and may end when you get back from your honeymoon, but that, that, that whole part is the wedding and not just the day. The wedding process is as much part of the wedding as, as the day itself. So the tasting is as much as part of what I do as the cake. And I do book them out very far. Um, tastings are very popular and everybody has. And if you do 120 wedding cakes, that's 
you're looking at at least 140, you know, I get most of, most of the people that come for a tasting with me and decide to go with me, but, um, and most of them have actually booked ahead of time, but even if they haven't mostly, um, but sometimes I'll go to a few different places, which is great. I think everybody should do that because it's, there's a lot of chemistry involved with you, you know, how you connect. And it's, I think it's great if people try out different bakers and cake designers. Um, but, uh, and I can only, I only will do even on weekends that I don't have a, wedding cake I will only do four on a Saturday because that's as much as I can handle because um, it is such an intense experience but I let them they book them out they book their tasting with me they will come and they get to choose what they'd like to taste I always give extras on top of that and we sit down for a whole hour at least sometimes an hour and a half and taste cake talk about cake talk about the wedding they choose their flavors we'll sketch their cake and so it's and then if there's anything left over because we do provide a lot then they get to take it home with them and um, taste it again or share it with friends or family i can accommodate up to six people in the tasting room so a lot of times family members and people at the wedding party come also and so it is pretty much party <laughs> and uh, we have a wonderful time and i love i love being there and being part of it and being with the families um and just being everybody's in a really usually they're cake tasting everybody is really happy it's a great usually people are very happy a lot of times even grooms who are, have trepidation about wedding planning will love the cake tasting process so it's it's easy it's an easy part of the wedding Thank you so much for tuning into The Wedding Fox, brought to you by Karen and her talented team at Foxtail Cottage Floral in Crozet, Virginia. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or at foxtailcottage.com. Tune in next time as Karen continues to unpack the business of love.